Hey, Jay. Sup? How you doing, pal? You ready? I'm pretty for this, good. You ready for this Christmas hotness? I you're, sure am. You ready? Because as is tradition, I usually bring on somebody else to do this, but I've decided to change it up. But you still got to have a tradition there. So, Jay, this one's for you. The tradition, 2020 Beaver Does Movies Christmas Special. I love it. Yes. The barking dogs are back. I'm back. And we're watching some goddamn shit. <laughs> Capital S. Yeah. Welcome to Beaver Does Movies Christmas Special 2020. Yeah, the first year we did Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, which is pretty much Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, but with an extra 20 minutes of bullshit. Then we got Jack Frost, which is not the Michael Keaton vehicle. It's actually a piece of shit killer snowman movie with Shannon Elizabeth in it from American Pie where she is uh, sexually assaulted by a snowman. Wow. Yeah, so it's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but that's pales in comparison to what we're about to talk to today. But you've heard him already reacting. You already heard his uh, voice. It is the man that is fighting the good fight, yelling at people on Twitter, yelling at people on Facebook. He's not wrestling right now, but he's still the champion of my heart. Jay Walker, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's great to be back. <laughs> yes, finally. Uh, second chance. Uh, you'll probably hear a blooper where, for some reason, my mic decides to not actually go on the right thing. Not it's your first day. It's okay. It is my, my first day back. This is uh, the first I've recorded after a, a two-week break. So we are rocking it. So before we go into that, Jay... Have you seen any movies lately? It's been a lot of documentaries for me, and I've been backlogging a whole lot of like classic Simpson episodes. But uh, the one thing I really got to give a shout out to is I, and it goes back to our first ever podcast together. I recently watched a documentary on Monster Squad called Wolfman's Got Nards. Oh, is that yeah. out now? Yeah, I I watched through Flixify. I'm not sure if you're using that. No, no. It's kind of some underground website oh. uh, with the geek memberships and stuff. But no, it was really good. Uh, it got together a lot of the old cast and just their experience of like this becoming a cult phenomenon. Even the directors there. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, he was talking about how it was like his least successful movie and the movie that everyone just kind of forgot about. But now all of a sudden it's like his best movie. And yeah. he's just really owning it, but he still doesn't quite grasp and understand what's going on with it. It was really interesting to get that perspective from. Does him. it uh, bring up Stranger Things? Uh, it, considering I think there's a little bit of a touch of like how it's been carried over into pop culture today. Yeah, but overall, like it just spends a lot of time behind the scenes on a lot of things that I actually didn't know. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, 
I know the the writer is a, a really famous writer. He's done Lethal Weapon, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did yeah. the, the third Iron Man movie. Uh, he he kind of starred, well, not really starred, but he had a bit part in Predator and kind of pick, pitched up the script for that, Shane Black. Okay. And then the, I, direct, the director, is it Tom Holland or Tom Hollander? Yeah, Tom Holland rings a bell. Yeah, uh, well, that's also the name of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, I realize. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, what was it? Or was it Fred uh, Decker? Yeah, Fred Decker. Decker. There we go. Yeah, so he was the one that directed it. Um, he didn't do well after, afterwards, because I'm looking at his IMDb now. Okay. Um, he helped with the, the, the newest Predator movie that came out. Okay. And he also, unfortunately, had he did the third Robocop movie, which is known as The Worst. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, he he hasn't done much after that. So, but uh, I was talking about uh, the writer. I think was the one that was really like going back and reflecting more. I think they I, they did speak with kind of everyone that was involved, even um, the costume designers for the time. Uh, the creature of the Black Lagoon oh. uh, actor was also the one who designed the costume. Uh, there was a lot, just a lot of neat stuff. If you're a fan of Monster Squad, like I am. Uh, definitely worth a, a dive into watching that. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it now. Uh, it, it was made in 2018, and it does have Fred Decker in in the movie. Right, right. So it's very it's very interesting that it's still prevalent today. I would actually say it's better than Goonies, in my personal opinion. But I think that's because I more lean into horror movies than anything. I can see that for sure. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of if you're a horror kid, Monster Squad is your choice. If you like more of the action adventure, you lean towards Goonies. What about you? Anything interesting? Oh, for me, um, I actually watched a, a bunch of movies. That I've actually kind of been re-watching some stuff. So I decided to watch Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. And nice. I love John Candy. He's one of my favorite com- comedic actors. Uh, he often doesn't fall for the I don't like it when big actors go straight into fatty go fall down. Oh, right, right, like, right. Like the Chris Farley, the, the Melissa, but then you got John Candy who will, who will do that kind of stuff, but yeah. it's more based on his wit and his attitude and stuff like that. I've actually been quite watching quite a few John Candy stuff and that, that man is so talented. It's such a shame he passed on. Oh, underrated too. Like he's sort of like a, a forgotten you know, piece of Canadian film history. Like, not a lot of kids these days are watching John Candy movies, but they should be because yeah, like they're I, amazing. I recently also watched uh, The Great Outdoors as well. Love that one. Yeah, I used to watch that all the time. I, I forgot that I watched it, but as soon as I saw the raccoons, I instantly <laughs> knew what it was. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those raccoons are fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, especially the ending where they're just like. Oh, what happened to to Jane? Oh, she got shot in the asshole. <laughs> and is is weird seeing Dan Aykroyd play a piece of shit as well. Right? Yeah, very different role. Dan Aykroyd is more like the everyman, although he was a piece of shit at the start of Trading Places. But oftentimes he's always like the everyman, regular Joe guy that kind of does his thing. But yeah, right. Oh, and just everything John Candy did in that movie and in like 
I'm not a big Steve, like I said, I'm not a big Steve Martin fan. I don't know why. I just, I see stuff and I'm like, he's trying too hard to be funny. Oh, yeah. I, but in that movie, he's perfect as like the straight guy to John Candy being a, a, a moron. It's the, the dryness of his character, like, helps amplify John Candy's humor, right? It's so perfect. It's, yeah. 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 Uh, and especially when it's all building up and he finally lets go on that poor woman in the uh, <laughs> the vehicle rental place. Right. Because it's been building up, because it, like, he lost his car and, like, he lost his taxi and he lost everything. He's lost his credit cards and he's just... It's just that one last thing, and he just lets out. It's like the most perfect scene for just, I've had enough. Funny right. enough, I didn't realize that Kevin Bacon was in that movie. He's the guy that is racing with Steve Martin at the start of the movie for the taxi. Okay, wow. Yeah, in like a very small role, so it was very right. interesting. Uh, speaking of uh, interesting, but not really, we watched a movie for Christmas. Uh, great the movie's set. kind of generous <laughs> oh, a, a piece of shit that's what I'm talking about so <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about it before we talk about the movie itself so this movie came out in 1996 I was, right. a, I was 11 years old and even I thought I remember back then that this was a piece of shit when I watched it <laughs> I, I I knew like going in that it would be bad, yeah. but I think just my nostalgia for Suburban Commando was like, yeah. it's got to give Hogan one more chance here. <laughs> oh God. So yes, it, we all returned into the land of Hulk Hogan and this movie made 220 grand <laughs> in the terrible. box office. And it is considered the the third worst holiday movie of all time according to imdb it was uh santa claus conquers the martians and star wars holiday special only beat it uh it's a good company there (laughs) it was listed as number 43 out of 50 worst children films by total films It is ranked in the bottom 100 at 62 Ladies and gentlemen, me and Jay decided for some dumb reason to watch Santa with Muscles. Yeah. Uh, And I've also got a funny tidbit. Have you ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I've seen it plenty of times, yeah. So that movie was co-produced by the guy that Leonardo DiCaprio plays. That's wild. So Jordan Belfort, who uh, his life is shown in the movie Wolf of Wall Street, co-produced this movie. Where's the cut scene where Leonardo DiCaprio is yelling at Hulk Hogan about this movie <laughs> and asking, why the fuck is he wearing a hairpiece? Can you imagine Jonah Hill, Leonardo DiCaprio, coked out of their mind, yelling at some Hulk Hogan standing, played by just John Hanging and break, banging, brother. <laughs> Played by John Cena as they as they're just screaming, taking quaaludes and stuff like that. That'll be that'll be the best deleted scene in the history of movies. I would love some context as to how he got into the movie industry because none of that's covered whatsoever. Exactly. Uh Coke. 
<laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> Probably. Hey, uh, we, we got Hulk Hogan. Uh, we're going to put uh, Santa Suit, Amnesia. He's got muscles. Santa and muscles. There you go. We got a movie. That's pretty much how they probably pitched this movie. <laughs> no kidding. So, uh, where to begin? Uh, I, I'm out, I, I've already touched on it. Let's talk about the way Hulk Hogan looks in this movie. <laughs> that fucking, What's up with that hair? That hair piece. Okay, every time Hulk Hogan would take a hat off, I was half expecting him just to have his regular Hulk Hogan head, like his Fu Manchu right. style, like horseshoe old Chinese man hair, hairstyle. Right. Because I was, I wonder how many outtakes are it where his wig just comes off. Because you know it's a wig. <laughs> I would imagine so. When do you know when this was filmed specifically? Um, I'm taking. Yeah, take a look, because this came out in 96, but he did have some time off from wrestling. But of course, the NWO, which is like the biggest angle in wrestling history, was middle of 96. So like, and he had his hair then. So like, yeah, is it a wig or is it, did he just have that amount of time to grow it back before? Yeah, This was poor timing, though, if you consider what he was doing on television as the NWO. And then doing Santa with muscles. And I think he also did, uh, along with it, uh, free ninjas yes uh he has take... short hair in that too right yeah he does there was like a time uh free ninjas hulk uh hi yeah 1998 that one came out so around wow. so unless that got pushed back so much that's what i'm thinking yeah yeah because this was distributed by in canada by C- cineplex really yeah wow Oh my god! So yeah, this came out November eighth, nineteen ninety six. I wonder if the free ninja movie was like on the shelf for so long, and they just like no. just get the fuck out of here. Let, let, let's hope everybody forgot about Santa with muscles. Now let's push it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God damn! Because yeah, there was like a long time where Hulk Hogan had a hairpiece. Uh, I'm trying. Filming began in nineteen ninety six. Wrestling at WCW at the time. Warwick for the film, which resulted in having different oh, okay. hairstyles than his traditional bold look. So the it looks like he filmed these two movies back to back. Oh, okay. But wow. Just wow. <laughs> and also he doesn't have his like his like horseshoe mustache as well. It's like a really creepy, like yeah. uh, uncle mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And so let's talk about this opening scene. So his whole deal is he's this rich, like, supplement owner. Yeah, he's like, food, yeah, food supplements would be the best way to put Bodybuilding yeah. supplements and stuff. Yeah. And health. If you're familiar yeah. with Popeyes, he's probably got some shit in there. <laughs> and so his big thing is to have his hired help, who are just some regular gardeners, cooks, and anybody in between, to show up and fight him. Right, <laughs> like he's—it's weird that he—he yeah. he beats the fuck like, out of him. I, yeah, I don't even know. Like these guys are obviously dressed in like cartoony like chef outfits and and whatnot. But the chef like, why does why does he need all these manservants around? Him? Exactly. <laughs> why do you just like have like a dojo where he just like fights martial artists, like, right? Or like be like a a character in a video game where he invites all the fighters to come and test him. 
and it's not like these are people invading his house. These are his friends coming at him with machetes and other various weapons to like beat the shit out of him. And and here's the thing. There's some Stockholm syndrome right there because (laughs) later on in the movie, when he comes back and he's kind of changed because of his like head trauma, they're going, he doesn't hit me like he does anymore. They're, They're like upset that they're not being beaten on by their boss. Right, it's such a weird relationship. It's it just it. It immediately tells you that like every adult in this film is going to be unlikable and and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from maybe two people, maybe two. Um, the orphanage adults. They're the only likable people, and even then, they still oh, look dumb in a lot of scenes, though. Yeah. So, and then at the end. Like we're we're not gonna like do like a full breakdown where we talk about everything like that. It's gonna be more of just what we thought was stupid, which it's gonna be a long episode. But so the kids move in with him. Does he start saying, "Hey, you guys are gonna start attacking me as well"? <laughs> That's why he's bought the orphanage. Is like start him young, have him train and fight me. Those guys were just about at their retirement age, so maybe they're just replacing the masters. Yeah, he's, he's like getting new help. It's like, oh, I, so it turns out he's, he's still a piece of shit and just hiring right. kids and, tra- <laughs> and training him to be like his little sect to take over the town. <laughs> oh man! So and like for these grown ass men just to like decide to go paintballing, <laughs> just speeding around town, breaking every law. Oh my god! Almost hitting cops. <laughs> yeah. And and before that, there's a part where he's talking about his merch, going, I should be bigger and I need to be more tanned. Guaranteed that whoever wrote this movie probably overheard heard Hulk Hogan say that in real life and go, oh, It's in my contract. Yeah. I gotta be bigger and I gotta get more they, tanned. They probably, or the writer probably was talking to like the WCW writers at the time, going, Hey, so we've got to make him into a piece of shit. It's like, oh, just let him be himself because yeah. he's a giant piece of shit. And this, and they just start feeding him shit. It turns out everyone that is high just in WCW just attacks him out of the blue. <laughs> oh, man. So another interesting thing is, is Hulk Hogan dubbed in this movie? Because the way he talks, it sounds super clear. It's just super weird sounding. I think we talked about that with Suburban Commando too. It was very noticeable at times. Sometimes yeah. when his voice would get dubbed, yeah, he probably like flubbed his lines. <laughs> He's probably just drooling on himself and everything like that. But oh man, because you can tell, especially him trying to sound like a prep, a preppy like rich guy. Right, right. It's so bad. What do you? Yeah, what do you do to counteract all that coke in his system, right? <laughs> Take him down a couple notches. Yeah, probably just injecting him with downers just to, like, <laughs> get him to calm down. Right. He, he keeps biting the kids. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially that ginger kid with the ears. Right, right. They went through, they went through four kids. Zach uh, uh, Ward from Christmas Story, the Shermanator. And they, they got, like, the, the third best kid who could probably defend himself. <laughs> fucking poor kid can we talk about mila kunis being in this movie too yeah oh i totally forgot about that and then yeah. i was like oh my god oh you see like pop from around the corner it's like so interesting and she's far and away the best child actress in this movie right uh it's not a high bar 
it's, from. it's still over the world. Like she's head and shoulders above everyone else in this movie. When she's given, when she's given uh, Santa and Muscles his costume, I'm like, she's doing, she's hitting a line. She's giving attitude. Give her a few more years, maybe four more years, even though she's 14. Get her into 70s show. Yeah. And speaking of yeah. 70s show, Bob. Bob. Bob is in this movie. <laughs> I don't know his real name, but yes, Bob is all over this uh, movie, and uh, much so, like the other adults, he's a piece of shit in this one. Too. Uh, Don, oh, he's oh, I got a lot to say about Lenny. <laughs> Good, let's get into Fucking it. Fucking Lenny. So Lenny is an elf, and apparently he owes money to Ed Begley Jr., who is the main villain, Ebby, which is the worst name for a main villain, and this main uh, villain sucks. What is it, Ebenezer Frost? Ebner Frost. Abner Frost. Who, whose nickname is Ebby. And so right. La, uh, Lenny, is it? Yeah, Lenny sees Santa and Muscles knock the fuck out. And what does <laughs> so he do? Cool. What does he do? He goes through his wallet. And I counted how much money was in that wallet. It was $120 inside the wallet. And he's, and he's screaming, I'm rich, I'm rich. It's $120. <laughs> what kind of money do you owe somebody to find like $120 and realize that you're rich? And so throughout the movie, Lenny is trying to use Santo and Muscle's debit card to take money out so that you can pay off. Do, do we ever know what he owed him money for? There's a lot of things they never really because I don't want to jump around, but when they were introducing jump around, the jump around. cartoony henchman villains, we'll get like, to that. We'll get to that. Um, just they had this guy upside down, yeah, and they were like trying to take his shoe store from him. Yeah. Remember that he was like, "Give us the shoe store." And he's like, "I'm not giving you the shoe store." Well, and then that was it. There well, was the no big, context. Well, the big plot was. He's trying to take over the town so that you can mount underneath and get these random exploding gems. But but it was underneath the orphanage, like just kind of entirely underneath the orphanage. I think he wanted to like get rid of the whole town so that he could do it without. Because if you hear like all that, it could like destroy the whole town because he's mining so deep. Uh, To me, I was like, "What the hell does this guy want to do with a shoe store?" Here's the thing: they never actually mentioned that. That's, no, just, no. that's just me putting actual logic, which they should hire me to do Santo and Muscles if they remake it. Because should have combed through this, yeah. Oh, goddamn. If I if I did Santo and Muscles remake, this movie will be so fucking dark. <laughs> it, it would just be like this giant millionaire who's like murdered people. And now he becomes like, he ends up getting like a brain injury and he becomes a murderous Santa murdering people. <laughs> and he has to like hold up into an orphanage, and then and then the movie ends when the whole town explodes because that's what it deserves. <laughs> because oh, but yeah. So Lenny, like his whole thing is he, he's a piece of shit throughout the movie, and then he decides to save the day, and then he's gifted by Len by end up basically lives with Hulk Hogan as his manservant or whatever <laughs> he's the yeah he's the one who gets to dress up as an elf and kick his ass my, yeah my guess is he's probably the kid wrangler because he's like hey lenny i need to fight the kids go get them 
so let's go into the villains. Let's go. So we've got Ed Begley Jr. and his whole f- every single character in this movie has a gimmick. And they're all they're all they fucking get introduced as scientists, right? Like the, the three. There's a geologist. Yeah, archaeologist. Yeah, right. And then the, the chemist. Yeah. And then they're introduced as scientists, but the girl just sort of shows up and they're like, here's this pretty thing, girl with electric hands. <laughs> yeah. So you got so Ed Begley Jr., he is um the main villain. His whole thing is he's a germaphobe. So much so that in his home they have these giant trash cans that just randomly shoot out mist like just all around like the outside and they just go off at random times and then you got like his main henchman which is Mr. Blight who is a fucking dweeb (laughs) to put it loosely yeah he's just this lanky streak of piss long black long black hair He's English, even though his actor is Scottish, which is fucked up. <laughs> and to, to make it extra creepy, him and the other henchmen drive around in an ice cream truck. Ice cream truck. For some right? fucking reason. <laughs> For some reason. It's, it's a tiny right? ice cream truck, too. It's not like some pimped out giant. And they're, all in, the front, and they're all in the front seat. Right. All huddled <laughs> together. Then you got uh, Mr. Flint, who is an archaeologist, who gets one scene and decides I'm going to fucking go for it. <laughs> Where he's, t- he's told to open the door and he's cackling, he's fucking mugging, he's just doing all that shit. Just a ratty little turd. Oh. Like, you know, just, and his little laugh and everything. Like, he really overly committed to the role. Oh, he did. Fuck's sake. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And then you've also got uh, how was it? Mr. Vile, where his whole thing is poisonous gas. Apparently, he's from Canada. And I'm wondering the reason why they put him from Canada is because they gave him really big buck teeth, <laughs> like a beaver, which is right. insulting. So, as, a, as a man that lives in Canada, as my last name is Beaver, racist. <laughs> There's a lot of cultural appropriation in this. There, I, I'm actually going to look that fucker up. What's his name? I'm actually going to look this guy up, and if he's not from Canada, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Dr. Vile. Where's he from? I don't know. (laughs) IMDB gave up. IMDB doesn't even give me... (laughs) Although, he, he has done assistant location manager work for the Dark Knight Rises... The uh, Amazing Spider-Man Transformers Super 8. Apparently, he's, a, wow. uh, he's like an assistant location manager for a bunch of... He was also a location scout for Free Ninjas High Unit Mega Mountain. <laughs> and also, he oh. was a location manager for Orgasmo. That rings a bell, but I don't know the movie well enough. The South Park guys' movie about the porn star, the Mormon. Oh... <laughs> wow yeah so so either there was a moment where he realized he belonged behind the camera or yeah. they felt really bad for this guy and says hey we can't find anybody to work with hulk hogan here you go <laughs> yeah that, that's my guess i was like hey give kai the shot because he's just hanging out he's 
He's looking at locations for High Noon, which is starting in two weeks. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> taking my, my hat off. Fuck off. So g- give it to Kai. Shut the fuck off and give it to Kai. Give it to So, oh, man. So, yeah, this movie's a mess. This movie's a, a complete fucking mess. Uh, I don't know if you noticed throughout the entire movie, like, uh, Hulk Hogan's character is supposed to be, like, the most famous guy in this city. He's mega rich. His face is on all of his products. He runs into cops. He goes into a mall. He, uh, there's an entire crowd cheering him on after he beats up a couple teenagers in the mall. He goes to this orphanage. Nobody knows who this man is. He's even on the news. Yeah, nobody knows visual recognition who this man is. And here's the thing. That news interview is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Because it's Hulk Hogan acting and then cutting a promo. And Hulk Hogan, say what you will about that piece of shit. He could cut a fucking promo. Yeah. (laughs) His one redeeming quality. But they give him a shot. He could have been like, you know, me and the Santa Maniacs. They could have gone. (laughs) Because that's what everyone's there. Everyone's, who gives a shit about Blake Fawn or whatever his name is? Right, right. Like, no one gives a shit about that, about him as whatever the fuck character they want to name him as. He's Hulk Hogan. And everyone wants to see him go, you know, me and my Santa Maniacs going yeah. wild on you if you try and take the whatever the fuck. But instead, it's him going, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. I'm, I'm going to beat people up. And uh, that's it. <laughs> and then walks off. He is fairly chill throughout the entire movie. He was really trying to show his range and character. What range? <laughs> yeah. I swear, every time he walked into the room, I thought, oh shit, the ceiling's falling because wood's just falling everywhere. But no, it's Hulk Hogan acting. Because, my God, the man can't act. And it's really interesting to see where like wrestling actors have come from because you got this. And then you have someone like Batista just killing it. And you've got like John Cena, who's doing really well. Uh, Rock, not so much, but he he. Knows the difference is, I think that they're they're committed to succeeding in it. They're 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 not using the industry as a launchment. That like they realize they got to actually put in the work here and not just get thrown a bunch of bones in their way because they've got some name value, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just uh, it's it's such a shame, and like his failure as an actor is one of my favorite just because at, at the very least his movies are so bad that they're kind of funny as well right except for suburban commando that one just is actually good yeah <laughs> yeah i guess so according to me yeah yeah i'm actually i'm actually in the future actually going to do the triple h movie the chaperone that's one of my intentions oh yeah and i'm ready to hate it i'm ready i see the trailer and i'm like Triple H should have done a great action movie first, but instead he goes straight to the Santa Muscles or the fucking two fairy level act action right, right, right. movie. So you haven't seen the movie yet? No, I've never seen it. Oh my God. Yeah, you're in for a treat, I think. Oh, and I've actually got someone that I'm going to be doing it with who my only reason why I'm having him on the show is he kind of looks like Triple H with his head <laughs> shape. That's the that's the criteria when it comes to BB does movies. 
hey, you look like that guy. Let's watch a movie in a minute. So, okay. I, I got a, I got a question. So they, uh, they show you the main villain and then they show you all of his uh, grimy little henchmen. Yeah. But then three quarters of the way through the movie, a guy <laughs> pops up in the background and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. He looks like looks sort of the muscle of the group. Yeah. And then it just clicked. I'm like, I bet you, I bet you. And sure enough, we get to a fight scene in a church as yes. part of the orphanage and the, it's full on and you see it and it's Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. <laughs> AKA Ed Leslie going full Mickey. They couldn't even trust him. They couldn't even trust him with one speaking line. They couldn't introduce him early in the movie. They didn't want to use him in any extra scenes than they needed. Three quarters of the way through the movie, they just plopped him in the fucking background, <laughs> hoping oh, nobody God. would notice or call that shit out <laughs> just so they could throw him into a fighting scene he with Hulk Hogan, which lied. only lasted, the fight scene only lasted like one or two moves and it's he was hit. gone. Well, Pin me and pay me, you it jobber. Was one hit, or it, you could say two hits. Hogan right. hit in the uh, the the... This, uh, is it the stew in the church? Like the oh, church. yeah, yeah. But Hogan hitting the stew, the stew flying up and smashing Ed Leslie in the face. Okay. <laughs> Done. He does have one line, but it's a really racist Asian grunt. Right. That's because it. In this movie, Ed Leslie is like taking on the ghost who is not dead at the time, but he, he should be. Mickey Rooney going full yellow face. Right. He has a well, giant... he, he's credited as sumo lab assistant. What does that mean? <laughs> sumo lab assistant? He's not even Asian. He's white. He's not fat either. Oh, he could be a sumo. They're all uh, they white. Could. They're all white sumos. But the thing is, though, he really leans into the Asian. Because you've right. got, like, got John Tenta, who was a legit sumo. Right. Uh, he wore the he wore the uh, the sumo garb, but he didn't have like the full like Yokozuna beehive haircut and a right. fucking Fu Manchu. <laughs> my oh my god! Like as me and you have been on a wrestling show with Ed Leslie. Yes, we I'm, have. I am so glad I forgot about this movie when I met him, because I would have, I would, I would have. <laughs> Me, you, I would have liked him to a sumo match to see if no. his skills are still on par. <laughs> It'll be a two-way contest. I'll challenge him to a sumo contest, and I'll also be like, hey, let's have a lab contest too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? See if he really is. And I'll make sure that Jackie Lee, our friend, will be watching the entire time, and I'll school this guy on how to do it. Because, oh my fucking God. Oh, man, yeah, like, Man, I've got Brutus the Barber Beefcake stories. Like, yeah. I totally wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, because but, like, like I said, me and you have actually met the guy. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we didn't remember this movie because I swear the entire show, we would have just been sat there and going, hey, Leslie, why the fuck were you in only two scenes? And why didn't they give you any voice? You're a wrestler. You could have worked a match with Hogan in a big fight in that church. What the fuck happened? Just constantly yelling at Ed Leslie. Go, I would love, I would love to know how much he got paid to be in that movie. Oh man, it's for, my guess he probably did it for free. <laughs> probably but, after what they made. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you know what? There's, there's a, a um, what's what do I get for this? Uh, you get percentage on the box office. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we won't pay you, but you can use craft services. <laughs> Piece of shit. So like, yeah, this came out in '96. This was like peak wrestling fan time for me. Like I was just young and like yeah. super impressionable, and just my imagination like took off, right? So like Hulk Hogan in a movie was totally like, yes, need to see that. I've watched this movie enough as a kid. And I mean, I, I had memories of it. I knew it was, I remember it being a bad movie overall, but still having some redeeming qualities. Um, whatever that was, I don't see it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but okay. um, I remember I was about halfway through the movie when I was watching it today and everything just sort of like came rushing back the the plot twist at the end that hulk hogan and uh oh, what's gosh. his name our, our our orphan brothers or whatever. Was like, it just wait, all it clicked t- again i was like oh no it's that bad of a movie well it turns out they're all it turns out that the owner of the orphanage the main villain and santa were muscles all went to the same orphanage and yet hulk hogan didn't know didn't yeah didn't know didn't remember just all the circumstance like he just happened to drive by this orphanage where the villains were pulling the statue at the same exact time and it's that orphanage that he was at and that's where the main villain was for it's just absolutely ridiculous and can you can you explain to the people who have not seen this movie the purpose of the villains going after this orphanage i don't think we've actually covered that so the reason why they want to go for the orphanage is that they have this weird crystal where his main thing is when you touch it, it explodes. I don't know what the property is behind it. They don't right. mention like if it's a super fuel or whatever the fuck. Or if they would have said it's a new power source, I could make millions. But no, there's fuck all. They, 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 they don't explain what it is. They the only thing it really is it, it glows on a certain voice modulation because you see it when the girl sings in the church. Yeah. And when you connect and they explode, that's all you know. It's, it's a, it's, it's a MacGuffin. That's the word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, but it was a MacGuffin for the writers because they didn't even have any fucking clue what it was. <laughs> um, it, it's important. Okay. Right, yeah, just believe us, please. It's important. And so another thing was, as I was watching this, I thought one of the goons were... You, you ever watch Oz? Like the TV show? Yeah. I never did, no. So there's a guy in that named Chuck Zito. I thought, you know, the, the very Italian-looking one with the with the 2 by 4 I thought yes. that was Chuck Zito. It wasn't. I was, <sighs> And that was like the biggest disappointment. Like, oh God, if I found out that Chuck Zito was in this movie as well, that would have been amazing. Uh, let's talk about uh, my boy, Clint Howard. <laughs> let's talk about Clint Howard. I've, I've done many an episode with old Clinty boy, AKA the ugly brother of Ron Howard. Uh, That's pretty much how he is now. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Is no slight to Ron uh, Clint Howard. That I, I swear he's got a mansion just because I swear on a mural in his backyard. It's ugly brother Ron Howard. That's how he made his money because <laughs> he was in like, high demand in the nineties, right? Like he was, he was in, in everything, movies, right? He was in everything. Every, Remember, yeah, 
I like I probably done five episodes with him in it. And he's been in good movies too, like any Ron Howard movie. Yeah. He, he shows up. Uh and now his niece is He's the here. Ed Leslie to Ron Howard's all coke. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's also a great character actor too. He he's always playing like different sleazy people. Right. And in this, he's playing some weirdo cop. Um, is it lacking self-confidence? Yeah. Sitting there rehearsing the lines to give to people when he pulls them over? Guaranteed. Like, oh, oh. So, Why does a local police department hold, uh, what is that, a rocket launcher? Oh, a heat-seeking rocket launcher? The bazooka? I was right. talking, that, that's why I was talk- about to talk about because the movie starts, the reason why Hulk Hogan gets amnesia in this movie is because Clint Howard is chasing after him. So you got tiny Clint Howard chasing <laughs> after giant Hulk Hogan. So that's funny in itself. Right. And Hulk Hogan decides to disguise himself in Santa wear and is hanging onto a sh- like a like a laundry chute or like a trash yeah. chute. A trash chute, yeah. And when he falls, that fucker should be dead. <laughs> right. He takes like he hit his head hard on that uh, on like, that dumpster. Yeah, and on the way down too. He's yeah, like bouncing like a pinball, and then like <laughs> takes a header into a garbage can. I'm like, holy fuck, Hulk Hogan is actually dead. <laughs> like, poor guy. And so from there, he ends up uh, becoming Santo Muscles. Uh, really terrible fight where he uh, he saves the orphanage money. Right. If I was Dave Meltzer, I would give it a one. <laughs> Probably right, dud, just straight across the yeah, poster. Just <laughs> the, the tag team couldn't work, and I don't like two versus one, so dud. <laughs> and, and then he would like, I'm saying that now, Dave Meltzer would spread that out for about 10 minutes while talking about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, it didn't work. Uh, you could tell the new guys were, were kind of green, and they... they I just, I didn't believe Hulk Hogan was Santa. I, I don't think this character is a good fit for him. Uh, I think he needs to work on his look and his gimmick. Uh, he needs to shave his head. Just constant, just constantly like saying stuff that doesn't involve the match, and then goes straight into the match with. Eh, he took a good bump, and so later on, Hulk Hogan gets his memory again, and all his lackeys are like upset because. They won't beat the shit out of them anymore. Right. He's all depressed eating his oatmeal. And so from there, he decides to go save the orphanage and the cops chase after him. And one of the fuckers decides to bust out a bazooka. Why? 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 All Hulk Hogan was doing in this movie was being a nuisance. And yet they bust out a bazooka. Like, What, what what are you doing? I know it's a Humvee that he was driving, but you don't need a bazooka. Talk about fucking overkill. They need no to de- they need to defund this these police <laughs> so they can stop firing Humvees. Well, uh, bazookas at Humvees. Right. <laughs> defund the police. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! Just and then 
Clint Howard, the fucking immortal that he is, right. takes, a, takes a fucking head on blast <laughs> and his car still works afterwards. <laughs> and he's praised as a hero when he shows up. Oh. Such cartoony elements to the movie, but at the same time, it just there wasn't enough of a balance uh, on picking any of the sides really and, and the music too uh, yeah. i don't know if you noticed the soundtrack it was really corny like um, did cheap little jingles and stuff there really yeah. there was like no money put into this they got hulk hogan on the budget and that was kind of it after i think yeah and like during that chase also hulk hogan uses one of his products to, to like trip up <laughs> the police cruisers he uses right ranch what the fuck is in this ranch to fully <laughs> fuck up two police cruisers there's a salad dressing right and they dump like two bottles on the road but then like when they ranch. cut yeah yeah there, there was a couple different ones but they cut back and there's like the whole street is like flooded with oil yeah. <laughs> out of two little salad dressing bottles and then when they use the the powder the protein powder i'm guessing it is yeah. it just looks looks like a, a desert storm blowing through in the car and clinton howard mentions how he was in desert storm was getting flashbacks right <laughs> what, what the fuck where did that line come from right. jesus christ this is a kid's <laughs> movie and you're talking about like war flashbacks it, it was so much more ridiculous than i remember it being it was so much worse than i remember it being like yeah. like i I used to think maybe I would show my kid this, but I never want to put my kid through that kind of punishment. I would actually call child family services if you show this to your kids. <laughs> I would actually, That's probably it, why it's hard. Well, I was going to say it's hard to find, but it's not hard to find. We found it on YouTube. You find it on YouTube. If you want to watch this, Hulk Hogan sue me, but I'm like, would you watch... My whole defense would be if Hulk Hogan sue me for pirating his movie will be, would you watch Santa and Muscles? And he's like, fuck no. I'm like, case adjourned. <laughs> pay, pay James 100 bucks for showing up. You know what I mean? Because... Should I get that beefcake money? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, fuck. So another thing was... Oh, man. So the way all the villains get... They pretty much get murdered. Pretty much, yes. Like, Miss Watt as a bucket of water for her and she has like live electricity on her body and she gets pissed the fuck out like she flips out and everything I'm like she's dead same with Mr. Ba- same with Mr. Vile he gets thrown out of a building and then uh, Light is frozen to death right and the only reason why I know they're still alive is because they show them but they're all having like probably has some really bad trauma from this. Mm-hmm. Oh, And then let's talk about this orphanage, this shitty orphanage where apparently it's closing down and that there's only three kids left. Only three kids. Yeah, and, that's so weird. So here's my thing. What are these kids? What did they do to go, you know, fuck those kids. <laughs> I'm out. Because apparently they're the leftovers. And they're like the best behaved, yeah. most down to earth, friendly kids you've ever seen in an orphanage in a movie. Maybe when they're not around, they're like fucking vicious serial murders. <laughs> just, just stabbing, just stabbing like, what's his face. The real reason why there's no, no other orphanage kids is because those three 
walk around the beds, stabbing the kids and going, I'm going home, not you, when they're about to be adopted. You know what I mean? <laughs> because especially that ginger kid, holy fuck. I've seen him in so many different movies. And right. I, I used to remember, I used to have bad dreams. And that kid, I would always see in my bad dreams, <laughs> looking down at me. That kid haunted my dreams. And then you got the, the blonde girl who, she actually became a voice actress. Okay. I, I, she showed potential. Like, I don't know if it was her first movie, but was, like, there was uh, some potential. She was Duck Lips in Land Before Time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, not, Tracy. Not uh, Duck Lips. Uh, Ducky. Ducky. Yeah. Duck yeah. Lips. <laughs> Duck Lips. Uh, yeah. She, uh, she starred in Land Before Time 5 and she was in up to 14. Oh, wow. She's she she's also was in the 2011 Muppets movie as well. Just and, doing a voice as a Muppet or playing herself? Uh, playing a waitress. Okay, so the the bar the bar they're like, yeah, you did Santa with muscles. This is all we got for you. <laughs> <laughs> See this house, Land Before Time money. I played Dutchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's also in a movie called Treehouse Hostage. Well, that sounds promising. With Jim Varney. What? Yeah, Treehouse Hostage with uh, Jim Varney. And Todd, uh, is that? No, that's not Tom Bosley. Todd Bosley. So I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, yeah so uh, she she's still acting. Well, uh, last, wait a minute. There was a Land Before Time movie in 2016. Probably like straight is, to DVD kind of. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. Oh, and she was also in the Lambo Four Time animated series as well. There was a series that surprises me. Yeah. Making that Ed Leslie money. <laughs> yeah. Five bucks. <laughs> so it's funny because Mila Kunas actually spoke about this movie, and apparently she didn't know who Hulk Hogan was. Yeah, I was reading that too, which is hilarious. Yeah. I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. I just thought he was this huge man. <laughs> It'd be funny. He's like, who is this hot dog man? And why is he the star? <laughs> no kidding, right? You know I mean, just, whenever I think of Mila Kunis, she, she's probably a nice, nice woman and everything like that. But I always think her as Nurse Jackie. Uh, as Jackie, sorry. As Jackie from yeah. uh, so the show, like, yeah. Three asshole and stuff like that. Uh, oh, God. So I'm reading a, a review and one of the reviews goes, Hulk Hogan makes Arnold Schwarzenegger seem like Laurence Olivier. <laughs> yes, I read that. <laughs> but it's, it, it's sadly so true. Like, I, I, I don't know why nobody gave Hulk Hogan acting lessons. I don't know why they gave him easier roles to deal with and yeah. easier projects that would highlight his strengths. Just everything he picked just sent him more and more de- in this downward spiral. Like, has he done a movie since I will Three look, Ninjas? I will look it up. Uh, here's another one. John Molesky directs with all the enthusiasm of someone going through the motions to pay off a debt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh. So, but uh, it really is that bad of a movie, too. Like, it deserves all of the criticism it's it, getting. It does. Uh, I'm looking now acting. Here we go. Oh, fuck. All right. Filmography. So his first movie was 
Rocky Free. Right. Uh, how about this? Let's talk about Hulk Hogan's movies. <laughs> Let, let's talk about his uh, film performances. So Thunderlips, that's like quintessential Hulk Hogan. That's what we need. Just a big bulky wrestler doing his thing. He's yeah. charismatic as hell in that thing. And, he was. and he's not Hulk Hogan either because that wasn't a thing then. Yeah. Like this Thunderlips character is a fully fleshed thing that's easy to perform and really Thunderlips looks great. actually became Hulk Hogan. In a way, yeah, definitely. When saw that, I went, I want you to do Thunderlips, but we'll probably get sued. So let's do something a bit different. But you, know, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then he was in something called the Meanie Code. It's uncredited called, the role is Rick, blonde henchman. So. Okay. Never and then he didn't act again until 1989. Which is, no one's fired. Yes. Which is. <laughs> Sorry, I, you were going to hype that up so good and I just totally adored No, no, no. I, oh, okay. We have an old episode. If you, if you want to check back, check out yeah. No Holds Barred where we, uh, me and Stefan talk about it. So, right, right, right. And then this is the one we, me and you did, which was Suburban Commando. His best one, in my opinion. Oh, and before that, uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch, where right. he actually plays himself. Which yeah, he was Hulk Hogan. Amazing. It's one of my favorite cameos in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And then 100%. he plays Sean Armstrong in Mr. Nanny. Right. Fuck. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a future episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would love to watch that one again. And then you got Randolph J. Hurricane Spencer in Thunder in Paradise. Yes. And then you got Spy Hard, which is a cameo where he plays Steel's other tag team member. Then you got Ray Chase in The Secret Agent Club. Blake Fawn in Santa with Muscles. Joe McGrath. McKinsey's Island, whatever the fuck that is, 1998. Then, your favorite, Dave Dragon, Free Ninja's High Unit Mega Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And then you got Cutter in The Ultimate Weapon. You got himself in Muppets from Space. He was in that? I don't even remember. It's a cameo. Oh, okay. Uh, Zeus in Little Hercules. Wow. Irony. And then he plays Terra Furminator voiceover in Romeo and Juliet. That was his last movie role in 2011. Wow. And then he has like a bunch of uh, like TV roles. I'm not going to talk about that one. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, he's had a few roles. I would still say his best one uh, is Thunderlips because that's yeah. what launched him. But I, yeah. would, I would also say. Uh, Gremlins 2. That was fantastic. <laughs> Just, yeah. It was short, sweet, and it was amazing. Broke the broke the fourth wall on that it, one and everything. Oh, it did. But so to, to cap off, uh I didn't mention him, but I love the guy. Garrett Morris is in this movie too. Uh he's Does, the, doesn't ring a bell. Uh he was in SNL. Uh he's been in I've seen a few movies with him. He's the black guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Garrett Morris. Yeah. Uh, his whole thing would be to, uh, on SNL, it was uh, sound for the sound for the people of Hard of Hearing, where it's yeah, yeah, him yeah. screaming in the background. Family Guy used that as a bit one time for Meg. Yeah. 
and that came from SNL. It was him and yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. He, he's always got a bit of charisma to him, and he's always funny. He has one of my favorite bits in – you ever watched the Wayne's Brothers show? Oh, I have never seen the show, but I know of them, of course. So he uh, – his cameo is that he, they're constantly insulting him, and he decides to just show up with a baseball bat and start swinging at them. <laughs> and that's it. That's the cameo. Could have used that in this movie a little bit. Oh, god damn. <laughs> Just swing oh. at the kids. <laughs> you know, bastards. <laughs> Warming them up for Hulk Hogan. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he trains them with a baseball bat. <laughs> so, before, like, like I said, I, I said I know, but the orphanage explodes. Yeah. But then it melts. Then it explodes again and then it implodes. <laughs> it doesn't know what it wants to do. And if, if you're a conspiracy theorist, first of all, get some help. Which I'm not a fan of lately. <laughs> you, but this is where like conspiracy theories would actually have a point if they like, okay, so what you're saying is shit underground blew it up. But why did it melt? Why did it implode? These random exploded rocks don't melt steel beams. That kind of bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a weird effect. It feels like a lot of the money on the budget went on this final effect. We have three. Can we just use all of them since that's where our budget went? So I've done three different models on how it does. Shut the fuck up. Edit it together. Get Let's go. <laughs> oh. So finally. So or we get some juvenile comedy with the villains complaining about the stink. Mr. Blight being frozen, all that. Yeah. But if you look in the back of the truck, where's Ed Leslie? He's not even in the final. They didn't even fit him in the truck. He's, no. he's not even in the police truck. He's Jeez. not passed out anywhere. I can't see him anywhere. It's like they just got him for like a day. Right. Or they allowed him on for a day. Brother keeps walking away with the catering, man. We got to get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brother ed can you stop taking the pizza rolls I-, I want pizza rolls okay if you leave me 10 i'll give you a roll but you gotta you gotta act asian we have a, a sumo thing you can just tell whatever his name hong kong fooey to get the fuck out ed <laughs> your sumo lab assistant i don't have the hair for it shut up ed this is Hollywood now, and we're going to fucking do it. Okay. Okay, HH. <laughs> fucking Ed Leslie. Isn't he in... Oh. How about this? How about this to Oh, end? no. How about this? <laughs> Ed Leslie acting. Let's, let's go for Ed Leslie's film roles. Uh, personal life. Oh, fuck. Is, does he have an IMDb? No, he doesn't. Oh, no. There was uh, potential there. There is potential there just to end this episode with <laughs> the Ed Leslie filmography. Ed Leslie actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm surprised he gets the wrestler credit. Never mind actor. <laughs> he does have quite a few. Holy shit. His last one was a, a TV series called Star Hunter. Oh, 
playing Dr. Slade. He's also in The Ultimate Weapon with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, most of these are fucking Hulk Hogan movies. Yeah, well, that, right? That's the whole life story. Mikinski Island, Santa and Muscles, Thunder and Paradise. Uh, I'm just going through all the wrestling because otherwise we'll be here all day. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in the 80s now. Yeah, so it looks like his first acting role was actually do they not have oh he's also got some stunt acting too uh suburban commando he's an uncredited stunt performer okay he's, he's also in mckinsey's island stunt safety <laughs> and brutus beefcake actually gets a thanks in the movie the wrestler with Mickey, Mickey, uh, Mickey Rourke. It's a thanks for not asking <laughs> to be a part of the movie, or <laughs> or it's a thanks for giving us uh, ideas based on your shitty life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you wrap it up. <laughs> there we go. So that was Santa and Muscles. As you can tell, we didn't like it. Jay will not show his daughter this movie. Would you? No, and like we go through a lot of Christmas movies. I've sat through some garbage, but no, like no, but this does not need to see the light of day anymore. Yes, pack it in a vault, put it with some exploding crystals and get it the fuck out of here (laughs) because Santa Muscle stinks on ice. Uh, I'm still going to go watch another Hulk Hogan movie, probably Mr. Nanny down the line. Uh, So Jay, do you have anything you would like to plug before we send you off? To go, uh, to go I mean, ra- right. Obviously, yeah. there there's no wrestling going on or anything. No. Um, Nobody responsible anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, go to the YouTube channel. I, I'm going to be trying to create some content uh, before the new year begins and hopefully get the ball rolling there. It's youtube.com slash Walker. That's Walker. just like all the social media accounts. So it's super easy to find. Uh, I love coming on. I love being able to chat with you about movies yeah. and, and taking the piss out of them. It's always, uh, it's always awesome. So hopefully we'll do it again sometime soon. We might complete the Hulk Hogan trilogy with Mr. Nanny next year. Yes. Uh, yeah, Jay. So thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I made sure I, with uh, my new podcast host, we have like a special guest list. So I'll make sure to get all that stuff. And then every time you're on, it's just a quick type in Jay Walker. And there we go. Uh, for, for, uh, our show, guys, every Monday now we're doing a uh, current topic news show. Uh, every Monday we do it live on Twitch, which will be in the description. Uh, we'll be doing it for a, uh, a few weeks by the time this comes out. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Definitely come in, have a chat. Uh, it usually takes an hour where I'm just talking random stuff. Uh, even checking out some trailers. I actually watched the Tom and Jerry cha- trailer and it was the worst fucking thing. I hate it. Right? I yeah, I'm, it. I'm not looking forward to it. No. Oh, it has everything I hate. But uh, if you want to hear me yell about that, check the first uh, live show that I did. If you guys want to help the show, definitely reviewers on any place you can review a podcast. iTunes is fantastic. Podchaser. The more reviews we get, the more notices we get, the more maybe potential big guests we could get because we can say hey 
We have a decent show. You, you, you guys should come in and plug your shit. Also, make sure you subscribe to us. If you uh, manage to find this through the grapevine, make sure you double check your, your stuff because with the change, we've, we've lost some numbers just because of that. So if you want to continue listening, we have some great episodes coming up. Definitely do that. Also, it's the last week before the Beaverdoes Awards with Jay just sliding in for the returning guest of the year. So maybe Jay could win that this year. Just check all the descriptions, guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you very much.